Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Perth Paisley podcast on transfer deadline day as we record this. Of course, when you listen to this, the window has slammed shut. Um, I am one of your hosts, Daniel McIver, and I am, as always, joined by Adam Kennedy. Adam, how are you doing on transfer deadline day? Uh, I'm very excited, Daniel. Not particularly for uh, transfer deadline day, but more the fact that at the time of recording, there's less than 24 hours till our beloved Heart of Midlothian start the competitive action for the 2020-21 season. So that's very exciting, yes. Feels like Christmas. Well, we have a whole bunch of presents to open tonight with the all the different points of discussion. And especially because, as I have mentioned twice now, it is transfer deadline day. So we're going to get straight in with a review of the window. Now, it's been a longer window than pretty much every single football fan is expected to, especially across months that we're not used to it being open. However, we will get into the individuals, players out and players in. But before we go into those specifics, Adam, would you say Hart's window has been a success, an average one or a failure? I would say that for the most part, it's been a success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm pretty pleased on the whole. I think... The two main areas that we needed strengthening were obviously the goalkeeper. And I mean, Craig Gordon could well be the best Scottish signing, as far as I'm aware. Um, and obviously, wingers and pace on the flanks, I think, is all you really need in Scotland. Um, or rather, the more successful sides in the country tend to have genuine pace on the wings. So, Freer, Roberts, and Ginelli were exactly what we needed. Obviously, I recommended a signing to the club as well with Andy Halliday, so delighted that they've listened to me. So the incomings look good. Um, I'm not really losing any sleep regarding um, outgoings or what have you, but I think we just need to wait and see how we, we crack on now. There's obviously talk that our business might not be done. So, yeah, it's, it's intriguing. What about, what about yourself? I'd have to echo the same sentiments, really. When the season finished, if you can call it a season and if you can say it finished, uh, when it was curtailed in the early months of this year, which feels like 10 years ago, never mind just months ago, um, I think every single Hearts fan went, the main priority is a goalkeeper. Then from there you can build up and probably secondary was wind. So as you say, Nielsen has identified both those as main targets, and not only that, he's delivered on that with what looks to be quality. Obviously, Craig Gordon has established quality, particularly within Hearts, but in general, Scottish football. And whilst Jordan Roberts, Josh Ginelli, and Elliot Freer, Elliot Freer less so because he was at Motherwell, but Roberts and Ginelli have no real experience uh, up here. They look good in pre-season. But we will now get into the individuals. So we will start with players out because that's the negative stuff and there's more of them. So this is not in any order in terms of when they left and stuff like that, but this is just the order that Edinburgh Live has them in. So if you hate the order, get annoyed at Edinburgh Live. So the first player to leave and has joined I what you'd imagine next season to be a competitor hopefully, because surely we're going to win the week. Clevy Di Camona left in a different circumstance to a lot of players. He voluntarily kind of ended his contract, which allowed him to go back to France, and has now joined for Kilmarnock. Adam, 
I think everybody knows our thoughts on Dikamona, but just a final closing remark on him from yourself. You know, it's funny because I talked about not losing sleep regarding any outgoings. I think I'm already going back on myself because it appears like at centre-half, we're kind of low in numbers. Mm -hmm. So I think that Dikamona would have been a great servant, obviously, for the championship and then potentially beyond. You mentioned that it's a potential competitor. I think he's only signed a one-year deal with Kelly, so with a bit of luck, they'll be keeping him, keeping him, uh, keeping him warm, and we can swoop back in. Um, no, I'd, I, I love the Jambo Soldier, but I think how am I best putting this? I think we can. I think we can do better, but he shouldn't be held in such um, kind of low regard, I think, particularly the stuff regarding his contract. I thought that was a, a cracking gesture. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I won't forget his performance at Easter Road in particular, but what about yourself? This definitely is I was literally going to say. That Ollie Lee derby means a lot to a lot of people. For me, it was the breaking of an unbelievable run of never seeing us win at Easter Road in my life, which is just, as a Hearts fan, that's insane. Like... It's unthinkable, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, like six games, I think it was, uh, went in a row. I think that was the sixth. I'd never seen us win. But Ollie Lee obviously gets the headlines. But yes, Hearts fans will remember that game for Dikimona as well. So I hope he smashes it. Um, we then get three players that I'm kind of going to link together because they are the three that have left for money. It is Uchek Pezu, Connor Washington, Sean Clare, all left to go down south. Uh, for all undisclosed fees, but we are to be believed they were all individually six figures. Again, I'll, I am bundling them together, but what are your thoughts on those three leaving? And were you surprised? Were you happy? What, what were your thoughts? Um, I would say that I was least surprised probably with Connor Washington because I talked about him kind of wanting to establish himself in that Northern Ireland squad. Um, the moves for Uche and Claire came kind of out of nowhere for me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm particularly surprised that Uche's managed to secure a, a championship club. Sean Clare, I think Oxford's a good move, but I think I think the main bonus for me is the fact that these guys were signed on free transfers and have ultimately ultimately we've made profit. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously that's allowed Robbie to kind of use funds elsewhere. So... Like I say, mate, I'm I'm not really losing sleep regarding. I don't want to say all three. It sounds a bit harsh, but ultimately, I can't justify any reason why we'd keep any of those three. To be honest, I I overall agree. I would have liked us to keep uh, to keep Sean Clare, uh, but again, I do understand why he left. And the same, it was it made total sense for Washington to go down and. Whilst I do agree, it is a bit surprising that she gets a championship club. They're kind of a League One club. Um, yeah. They're most yeah. likely going to get relegated. But still, fair play to them all. And as you say, the biggest positive is the fact that we got them for nothing and they all left with substantial amounts. Uh, we then move into three players, again, as a little group, uh, who were all released. We have the famous 99 Donis Advalai, Marcel Langer, and a bit highly, more highly regarded, Oliver Bazanich. Um, were, were you surprised by, perhaps not surprised by all three, because obviously Langer and Advalai's contract only ran until the end of the season, but did you maybe expect Bazanich to be kept on? And if so, 
were you wanting them to be kept on or are you happy that we've we've moved them on first of all i'm happy that we moved them on um would i expect i'm not sure whether i'd have expected us to renew his contract i know that sounds a bit harsh because toward the end of his contract was i actually thought he'd strung together some decent performances probably his best in a maroon shirt mm-hmm. um, obviously his goal at Easter Road and against Rangers but if I'm being honest ever since he came in it, it was very underwhelming so <laughs> as harsh as this may sound I'm delighted to see the back of all three to be perfectly honest I think now's the time for Robbie to stamp some authority within his squad and players that he wants and yeah, see when you actually consider some of the dross that we've brought in, like it really is astonishing, eh? It definitely, definitely is. Um, I agree. I think Ollie couldn't have left us at a better time, really, because he, all Hearts fans will be able to say at least he ended quite well. Um, and I don't think he would have been able to keep up that level of performance. Uh, Marcel Langer, obviously, the main memory Hearts fans will have is that he got set off at Celtic Park for was it kicking Scott Brown? Uh, he, well, I, I think Kicking's putting it a bit um, politely. Hot <laughs> <Scott> brown. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was quite the impact. I mean, if that's your only contribution in a maroon shirt, as much as a decent one, I I would expect a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I I think you're spot on with what you say about Bazanich. It's as though he knew that his contract was coming up, and it was kind of. I'm not sure whether he'd want to have stayed, but do you know what I mean? It seems like mm-hmm. he's in that he's in that stage of his career where I don't want to say he's on the decline, but you know what I mean? He's he's getting to a particular age and I think it's just he's wanting security ultimately, I think. And yeah, he he seemed to get the finger out more towards the end of his his heart's tenure. Definitely. He's also the wrong side of thirty. And when a footballer gets to that stage, they are on the decline. Uh, Donis Advalai, the two things I remember from him is saying, there is no city I do not score in, and those cities include Aberdeen, Perth and Edinburgh. And just on his debut, John Souter nearly having a fight with him because in the 90th minute up against St Johnston, or was it St Johnston? It was Sunday. The Ross County. Ross County, where everybody went up and he shot from the most ridiculous angle, and I thought John Souter was going to actually kill him. So, delighted to see the back of him. Uh, we then move he on to... sitter in that game as well. Sorry, mate, just to cut you oh, off. Oh, he did. It was his debut. Absolute sitter. Yeah. He did. So, I think... Do you know what? See, when you make comments like that, unless you back it up, you do look like a right spanner. And ultimately, he proved a spanner. So, catch you. Absolutely. Only Ibrahimovic can make comments like that, really. Exactly. Um, Zlatan's confidence is justified. It, I used to think it was arrogance. Now I think it's confidence. Yeah, absolutely. And we then move on to one who was a bit more surprising, but I think most Hearts fans were okay with it. Bobby Burns left on a free. What did you think of him? It's a weird one. I, I see I see he signed back over in Northern Ireland. Is it for Glenn Torren or Glen Avon? I get the two mixed up all the time. I should have known that. It says here he went to Barrow. Well, I, I know he went to Barrow and he's just been loaned somewhere. Um, oh, has he? Yeah, hold on a second. I saw that pop up on Twitter the other day. Uh, oh, he has? Yes. Glentarin. Yeah, Glentarin or Glentarin. I'm not sure how it is, but yeah. The next few months. So, yeah, I mean, 
he's had a wacky career already, eh? It's been absolutely crazy. We signed him, then we sent him down under. He's come back, he's moved to Barrow, and now he's back home. <laughs> I mean, he's a year younger than me, and he's been all over the globe already. I mean, when you put it like that. <laughs> it's bonkers. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like... See, when, I, I know we're going to get into a later discussion about potential incomings. But left back has been a real problem position for us. I don't see why he couldn't have nailed down a spot in the championship and ultimately gained a lot of first team experience to then take into a premiership campaign. But I mean, I guess would Barrow offer more money? Like, why would you leave Hearts for Barrow? Maybe, but it's like it is terrifying how much money is down in England, even at that level. But. Barrow. Yeah. It is it is a bit weird, but fair play to him. I hope he I hope he does well. Uh, and then one of the last two players who left in terms of fees, uh Callum Morrison left to fork out for an undisclosed fee. Were you surprised at that? Especially I think well, I'll just quickly say my opinion. I think it says a lot when a new manager comes in and says that the main position you need is with and the first thing you do is sell a winger. It kind of that's a line in the sand to see what the manager thinks of you. Yeah, definitely. I think I wouldn't say that the writing was on the wall because I we touched on Morrison a couple podcasts ago. I think when we started that season really well, he he was looking to nail down a first team place, mm-hmm. and he was his selections were justified. He was performing really well. Um, but again, I mean, you could just file them under a long list of Hearts youngsters that we bring through, look really promising initially, and then just end up in the lower league wilderness. So all the best to Cal Morrison. I mean, I hope he cracks on. And I think Falkirk is a fantastic move because it's still got that added incentive of they're in League One. They should be, you know, challenging for promotion. There's that expectancy, excuse me, to nail kind of three points every week. So it's it's a good club for him to go. I mean, he might even be a championship player come this time next year. So, yeah, although the, the, the deal kind of, it seemed a bit odd to me because it was only it was a one year with the option for a second. I believe so, yeah. So, I mean, is he drinking in the last chance saloon at Falkirk already? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a fair point. If you're gonna sign, If you're going to sign a Hearts youngster... Surely it's going to be a two-year deal minimum. With I mean, it's a minimal risk signing for them, and I think it, I think it's a good signing. Um, but ultimately, he's he's not what we need right now. I think we need established players to firstly get out of the division, and then, as we've mentioned numerous podcasts, to crack on in the Premiership once we're there. Absolutely, and then of course the final individual, the biggest talking point of the. Hearts transfer window. The last person to permanently leave is Aaron Hickey. We've spoken about him a lot. Adam, give me one word to summarise Aaron Hickey. Wonder kid. I'll I'll agree with that. Uh, he played. He's already made two appearances for Bologna. Done very well. We wish him all the best. So finally, we have three individuals who left on loan. Uh, also, by the way, Stephen McLean retired. There's no much we can do. We can't be like, 
should that have happened? Like Stephen McLean retired, like he was. I would have kept. I would have kept him for the shit house alone. Yeah, same, same. And um, but yes, yeah, so three individuals have left on loan. One of the individuals I had completely forgot existed. How well, if at all, in terms of featuring, do you think Colin Doyle will do at Kilmarnock? Absolutely zero whatsoever. <laughs> I think that's fair. I mean, do you know what? I, I feel, we mentioned the Jambo Soldiers performance in that Easter Road derby. I thought Colin Doyle was excellent as well. His save against Whitaker was fantastic. Oh, and, and I think the only, the only game that I can recall him killing his, car, his heart's career was, was literally that Motherwell game. Yeah, yeah, for Park with that free kick. Because other than that, Whenever he was called upon, I don't think he really was that bad. You're not telling me that Joel Pereira and Bobby Zlamal were better than Colin Doyle. I do think Bobby Zlamal is better than Colin Doyle. Oh, I don't know. I'm I not... think I think they offer different things. Um, but I think, like, for example, do you remember, funnily enough, because we're playing them tomorrow as we record this, you know the semi-final against Inverness? Uh-huh. You know the save Bobby makes? Was that from the free kick? Yeah. Yeah. Colin Doyle doesn't have that in his locker. No, it's a, it's a fair point. But do you not think Bobby was erratic? Yeah, but I kind of just... That's why I love him. I don't like Colin Doyle. To be fair, I mean, I've talked about my, my love for screwballs and nutcases. Yeah, you should be the number <laughs> I mean, one Bobby Zola fan. I should be a Bobby's Laval enthusiast, but I think... He swings on the bar, man. I haven't seen some some of his performances. I can't be aboard that hype train, I'm sorry. Shocking. Well, the final two players, which of course may change. Uh, Nielsen has been very open with the fact that more players will be going out on loan. There's just no rush because the loan market uh, stays open until Halloween. Uh, but finally, and the most recent two, is that the duo of Chris Hamilton and Connor Smith both went out on loan. Chris Hamilton to your league one Dumbarton and Connor Smith to championship rival at both. And he got a goal in his debut as well. What do you think of these Saw two that. going away? Saw that. Um, yeah, again, good moves. Um, Chris Hamilton's in particular, I think, is a great move because obviously the pair of them were at, on loan at Cowden Beef. I've talked about Hamilton kind of raising that division and ultimately coming up against better teams, your Falkirks, your Partick Thistles, whatever. So that's a good test. Um, also apparently being sent out on loan to be retrained as a midfielder. Yeah, I saw Barry Anderson report that during the week. Yeah. Um, what, what do you make of that? A, a defensive midfielder? I believe so. So, Well, the biggest setback with Chris Hamilton is something he cannot control. It's his height. He's very small for a centre-half. So I think that was always playing against him, but that doesn't really matter when you're a CDM. And I think that if you take all the things he's learnt from being a centre-half and just slightly move it forward, I I can't really offer an opinion on what he's like with the ball at his feet. I haven't seen enough of him. But if he can get that ball under control and have a decent passing, I think he could be quite well suited to that area. Do you remember the talk when John Souter had been brought in and he'd been performing quite well at centre-half? And then I think we got a couple injuries in the middle of the park. It might even have been to Peter Haring and there was talk of 
pushing Suter up one because of how good he was on the ball. Yeah, I remember Herring and June got hurt. I think that's right, yeah. And then and then there was talk of possibly moving Suter up. Mm-hmm. Do you think do you think he's the next John Suter? Because I mean I hope he's not as injury prone as Sophie. I think I th- I genuinely think he could be, especially because well, for example, Peter Herring started out his career just as a centre half and then got moved up. Now obviously the positives of Suter is that he is so tall and broad, so that works really well with the centre half. But I think if Chris Hamilton goes away to Dumbarton, becomes not a cultured midfielder, but learns how to do the basics of it and then comes back and it provides him with more versatility and a chance to fit into more positions in the team. I just think that benefits us. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, we've talked about versatility with, with the Andy Halliday signing, so, I, do you know, I love that. I think I think that's a pet hate to some people because they might argue that they want a player to excel in one position rather than being average in quite a lot of them, but I love a versatile player. Mm-hmm. I always have. I don't know whether that's just... <laughs> this might sound quite sad, but I don't know whether that's just a football manager thing or whether, you know, I think given our track record with injuries, I think we yeah. should be looking at versatile players. Do you know what I mean? But you need somebody in an FM map to have dots at least everywhere. He might be rubbish at left wing because he's actually a centre half, but at least he can play there. A little yellow dot, but we'll just we'll just make it a green. We're adamant. I'll, I'll take green. a red. I'll take a red at this point in time. However, the final question before we get into players in, that is thirteen names gone, and that does not include a bunch of the youth guys that got released. And Ember Live may have even forgotten some names. I can't remember them all. I my final point on this is. When this season ended, or curtailed, or however we put it, my hope was that we had a clear out. But as a fan who understands that a business very rarely can do that, and especially under the circumstances we're all currently operating within, I didn't think we'd do it. I am absolutely delighted with the fact that we have had a clear out. What about you? Oh, I totally echo your thoughts, mate. I think the vast majority of the fan base are exactly echoing those thoughts. I cannot believe it's 13 departures. That isn't including guys like Daniel Bauer, Todorov, Petkov and stuff like that who have all left as well. I'm just thinking even we, uh, Rio Machino's loan came to an end as well. Oh, God, yeah. And Joe Perea, of course. Yeah, there you go. So, because it's funny... Obviously, browsing Twitter as I do, I follow a, a heck of a lot of jambos on the Perth to Paisley account. Um, mm-hmm. There was actually a point that was brought up by my, my work pal, Lewis, and he brought up a lineup for a Hearts Kelly game exactly a year ago today as we're recording. Yeah. Did you see it as well? As, uh, uh, Aaron Fraser also shared it. I mean, looking at the team, Joe Pereira in goal, a back four of Smith, Berra, Dicamona and Hickey, Midfield duo of Whelan and Irving in front of the back four with Mulraney, Machino, maybe even Claire in the hole. Mm. Or Claire up front, Mulraney. Like, what, like these names, like, Jesus wept. I said on Twitter that out of the 18, if you include subs, I'd keep six, seven at a push. Who are your six slash seven? Two of them are just purely because I love them. As well, well we might, so it's, Michael it's, Smith and Christoph Berra. 
No, because I'd have Michael Smith because he's amazing. I'd, oh, I'd keep Berra and Dicamona just because I love them. <laughs> right, okay. But my six were Smith, uh-huh. Berra, Dicamona, Hickey, Irving, Clare. And then I'd also, because I kind of didn't look at the bench properly, I'd also keep Brandon. Okay, okay. But like that's the, the fact that I could that I can confidently say that is terrifying. Yeah, six, six out of the 18, so a third of that you'd keep. Yeah, what about you? I Looking at it, let's see. Um, Smith, yeah. Better possibly, just for sentiment more than anything. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Oh I'm also God. doing this operating out of the championship. Like I think Berra could do a job in the championship. If we were in the Prem, Berra yeah. wouldn't be in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. Do you think this will be Berra's last season? Yeah, that's quite sad, isn't it? I know. And fans might not even be there to see him. I know that. <laughs> you actually break it down. Like that's crazy. It's like David Silva and all that. Like the amount of players in the Prem, like down south, who had storied careers and then they just had to kind of quietly go out with fans this guy um let's see so smith i'd keep better for sentiment <sighs> do i want to keep the jambo soldier for sentiment <laughs> i don't know irving i'd keep obviously his biggest fan have been from day dot um oh, we'll get into that later <laughs> on uh and hickey yeah do you feel like there was more to come from Machino? No. Really? No, he had two good goals or three good goals and that was it. He's clearly a very good technical football player, but I and I hate this point. I hate it, especially in Scottish football. It's like, oh, he's too weak. He's too yeah. lightweight. He's going to get pushed off the ball. I hate that argument, but Machino is the only player I can actually fit that to because... I just, like, wind could blow him off the ball. <laughs> He's never a hearts player in a million years, is he? Nah. Technically decent, lightweight, <laughs> quick. <laughs> <laughs> Can score. Can score goals. Never a hearts player in a million years. But yeah, so, we will now focus on the positive points. I know we literally have just spent 25 minutes speaking about how rubbish players left however now the positives and a, a positive that maybe isn't as obvious it's been a players it's been a group of players in where we've spent no money yeah that that is very pleasing but that's that's hearts all over isn't it i mean it's it's good that's that's what you want it, and then we can try and make a wee profit on them as we have done with you know our exports down south or whatever absolutely so we will start with the goalkeepers, because as we said, and as every Hearts fan said, it was the position we really needed to improve, so we got in two. Uh, we'll start with the less exciting one. We got Ross Stewart in on loan until January from Livy. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I think that answers the question. So, yeah. the person that we actually <laughs> want to speak about, Craig Gordon is back. And it is going to be, I need to get the stat up because it is an absolutely incredible stat. So tomorrow night or tonight, as you are listening to this, Craig Gordon. So 
This is from At Heart Stats. Really good account. So, assuming he plays tomorrow, it will be 6,575 days since Craig Gordon's Hearts debut and 4,888 days since his last competitive Hearts appearance. Not saying he's old, but he played against Henry Smith twice in his career and Henry's 64. Gee whiz. That's crazy. Yeah. But he's back. How do you feel? Oh, absolutely delighted. I mean, really. that We'll obviously talk about the Thistle friendly later on, but there, there's your reason. You know, yeah. I, all good teams are built from the back, ultimately. What, what's the saying? It's like your defence wins you games, but the attack decides by how much. Yes. And it's honestly, it just gives us such a base to build from. It's so assuring having a good goalkeeper between the sticks. And Craig Gordon, I, I honestly, I don't think there's a better signing made in Scotland that, that I can think of in this window. That's a big claim. Well, have you got, have you got any others? Because I, I, I genuinely cannot think of one. I think Nisbet to Hibs is a really good signing. Um, yeah. I, th- I do get your point, though, because especially when you look at it on the face of ex-Celtic keeper who helped them win three titles on the bounce playing in every game goes to championship side for free. Yeah, it's quite I, a I, sentence. I yeah, it's a real it's a real coup at this level, and obviously it's a it's a decent Premiership signing as well. One that I've actually just that's popped into my head, just as we're on about decent signings, was maybe Ross McCrory to Aberdeen. He looks really yeah. solid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thinking about the top clubs, I can't really think of a a better signing. Absolutely, and it helps that he's Craig Gordon. Like, yeah, it's really good that we've now got a goalkeeper that's solid, but we could have went and got somebody else, and Hearts fans would have been like, oh, thank God, yeah, we've got a goalkeeper who's good. But it's extra excitement because it's Craig Gordon. So we're delighted to see Craig, and I hope we're all ready. And when you're listening to this, a couple of hours, he plays again for Hearts comparatively. Uh, I I think I'll have tears in my eyes. He's just a a total childhood hero, isn't he? Absolutely. Um, yeah, exactly. Funny. For people for our age as well, he definitely yeah. is. Yeah, and I think goalkeepers, like there was also talk of maybe John McLaughlin, but I'm sorry, just for sentiment alone, I'm choosing Craig Gordon every single time. Definitely. Well, we then kind of jumped to the other end of the pitch because the other area that we needed strengthening was wide players and we bought three of them. Um, Jordan Roberts from Ipswich on a free Elliot Freer, formerly of Motherwell but we got him from Forest Green Rovers on a free and then Josh Ginelli on loan from Preston for the whole season as a three what have you thought of them so far in pre-season are you chuffed with them and who do you think could shine the brightest this season I don't even know I was going to make a point of going they're all quite indisposable and I didn't mean that in the sense of like oh it doesn't matter which one plays. But I think they're going to be all three used on rotation. So it might be a bit unfair to go, he's going to be the best because the other two might just not play as much. Yeah, I, I think... Uh, do you know what? I've, I've got Jordan Roberts in my head, but mm-hmm. I think it's also touching on the versatility point because we know that Liam Boyce will miss the Betfred Cup games. Craig Whiten, Stephen Naismith, other than that, 
might he pop up front and then have Freer and Janelli on the flanks? I mean, that's yeah. that's only for struggling personnel-wise. I just think Roberts seems to kind of take up the most positions within kind of a trio behind a striker as well as being a striker. Um, mm-hmm. But very encouraged. I mean, we've talked about our, our want for pace and, yeah, the three of them just seem to have it in abundance. I think... I think Elliot Freer, when he was at Motherwell, probably didn't get the recognition that he sort of deserved. But I think, obviously, I didn't didn't have the foggiest about the other two. Um, but the trio look look really good. Yeah, I'm I'm really pleased. Definitely, I think um, I I do agree with you. I think Roberts has kind of shown out of all three of them the most want to get the ball down and run at people. Um, however, I am just excited to have fast players who seem to be able to all three of them take on players as well, not just run. Um, so it is, it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, there's, there's nothing worse than a speedboat with no driver. And mm-hmm. it seems like that's not the case for these three. Absolutely. Well, we've only made two more signings. Uh, one of which is our next player. And one of which that, to be honest, wasn't an expected position that we were going to be going in for. At the start of the transfer window, however, as we mentioned, John Suter's third ACL injury has meant that Mihai Popescu has come into the club. Did you watch his Hearts TV interview or have you seen quotes from it? I have, yes. He is yes. one, he is the nicest man ever and I love him immediately. Just to let you know, I'm immediately in love. Secondly, he seems incredibly focused and assured of himself. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I got that feel as well. It seems like he's come with a real urge to do well as well as backing his ability up. And the two of them going hand in hand is something that we perhaps lacked last season and maybe stretching a bit further back. So Stretching the last three years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Obviously, we'll touch on the, the Thistle friendly as well. But, yeah, looked looked really assured. I can totally see why Robbie was on about, you know, taking it out from the back and really focusing on focusing on ball, ball playing centre-half. So he seems like a, a good pick-up, definitely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really, really excited to see what he's going to do. Him and Halka, I think, could be a really good partnership. And then finally, of course, the man that we kick-started the reason that we signed them. That is our claim to fame. We will be sticking with that from now until the end of time, until he's rubbish and we say that we never tried to get up signed. It's Andy Halliday, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Just delighted that the club have listened. That's nice. <laughs> good to know that we can affect business. <laughs> I feel like... I can remember a while back, I think Sky did an interview with Noel Gallagher and they were on about players that he'd like to sign for Man City and he was on about the, the club were perhaps listening to him. I feel exactly like Noel Gallagher. <laughs> um, but that yeah. must be the only time in your life you've ever been able to say that. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, Andy Halliday again just adds to options. I think, I think it's a really smart pickup, definitely. It's funny, you were on about Popescu. Might he be a kind of, I don't want to say a more noteworthy pickup than Andy Halliday, but do you think Craig Gordon will obviously be the one that fans are the most pleased with signing? 
where do you rank the others in terms of their importance and kind of we're placing an expectancy on these players who do you think is going to perform the best given the pressure that's on their shoulders it's interesting because I think in terms of importance you'd put it on the wide players because it was the only other position apart from goalkeeper that we were absolutely desperate for because you could make the argument that in all the other positions, aka midfield and defence, we still would have been all right in the championship. However, width was something we desperately, desperately needed. However, in terms of who I think will perform the best out of them, I've literally seen 45 minutes and I genuinely think Popescu could have an absolutely incredible season. I know we'll come back to this at the end of the season where we've won the league, but he's been absolutely hopeless because I said he was going to be great. But still, I still think he looks at least the real deal. What about you? Yeah, I I was kind of hoping you'd say Popescu because you mentioned him and Halkett performing. It seems to me as though a three at the back, I know we've touched on fours, kind of four, two, three, ones, four, three, threes, four, four, twos, different variations. It seems to me as though Halkett being in the middle with Suter and Popescu either side would have worked really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the frustration with John Suter's injury is obviously multiplied. Um, but obviously if we do play a three, that now leaves only Berra really on the bench. I, I can't think of any other centre-half. Hearing a push if he's fit, but, yeah. if he, but the argument is if he's fit, he probably starts. And and will most likely play in a, a kind of defensive midfield role, won't he? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I think that Halkett and Popescu link-up will be very interested, as will John Suter coming back into the equation when he's fully fit. Well, you've perfectly linked us to the next talking point, which is still based around transfers. However, it has been very it has been made very clear, sorry, that Robin Nielsen is in no real rush as free agent markets obviously do not comply with transfer deadline. So you can dive into the free agent market at any real time. And the most notable individual behind that is Stephen Kingsley, most recently of Hull, from Sterling. It has been kind of linked over the last couple of months with Hickey leaving, A.D. White not performing very well, and Ben Garuccio coming back into the side that it was going to be either Garuccio and White, what we're going to do. Stephen Kingsley was a name that was kind of thrown about, died down a wee bit, and in the last couple of days has really, really kind of picked up again. However, Nielsen's made it very clear that if that is to happen, we need to let players go. But generally... Would you be happy with Kingsley coming in? And do you think Kingsley will come in? I think he will. Um, It's interesting because this rumour emerged a wee while back, didn't it? And Mm. then it seemingly kind of went back into the wilderness. And now it's all of a sudden re-emerged again. Um, I I mean, I I think a left-back will ultimately leave the club. And obviously I touched on it on Twitter. I, I threw out a wee poll and what have you. Um, Kingsley to come in, departure depending according to the record, so which current left back do you want to leave? Of the 674 votes that it received, A.D. White gathered 89% of the vote. <laughs> I feel a bit bad for him, like. <laughs> so do I, but I mean, come on, I think... It's the right answer, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I even had a couple of messages like, I like Garuccio if he can prove his fitness, or 
<laughs> somebody put both utter dross, and then I've had a couple that have been like, oh, I meant to put white by mistake. So 89% really, you know, I think that speaks volumes. Do you think that Ben Garuccio is a sound enough defender? No. Or have you have you got any real concerns with Garuccio? Yes. And I used to not. I used to be on the Garuccio bandwagon, right? I used to be like he could start in us in the with us in the prem, like a couple of years ago when he was really good. But that injury has derailed him completely, in my opinion. He just like listen. I know the part of game that we spoke about last week. I know it's just a friendly, and it was like the first football Garuccio has played in ages. But he looked so bad that I was like, oh, that's a bit worrying. And then again, you just kind of think it's never good when you only have one player in a position. So even if I thought Garuccio was up to it, I personally don't think he is. I think he might be all right in the championship. But I think if you're only all right in the championship with this team, you're not good enough. But it's worrying that even if Garuccio, even if I thought Garuccio was fantastic, it's never a positive thing when you only have one player in a position that you're confident in. No, and, and all right in the championship isn't going to cut it. I mean, this is this is a top-tier club. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you can't make it in this division, I think your heart's career ultimately will come to an end. Um, I thought we Cammy Logan actually performed pretty well on, on Saturday. I thought he was really good. I thought he was yeah, really positive. He, he looked pretty impressive. Um, but I think he'll leave on loan as well. I, I think there's a couple League Two clubs sniffing, aren't there? Yes. Um, so, yeah, Kingsley's got to come in. <laughs> Am I going to say that A.D. White must leave the club? Um, Do you Actually, that is a point. Do you think it has to be a like-for-like leave or, which is what a lot of people want to happen, because you have to think Stephen Kingsley is going to demand pretty decent wages. I know he's a free agent, but he has just been at Hull. I know where this is going already. Stephen Kingsley in, like Demur, out. Do you think, but I I know that you want that, right? Because every Hearts fan wants that. But do you think that's a viable way to get it done. Do you think if Lloyd Demure goes, that opens up Kingsley? Or do you think Nielsen's like, I can't have three left-backs? Would you think that White would also need to leave? Lo and behold, we've arrived to the conclusion that I had anticipated. Um, oh, look, I think I think he would rather a like-for-like like departure that being said, he's obviously signed Andy Halliday for a reason, and we've touched on the quartet of Lee, Haring, Halliday, and Irving. Demure's getting nowhere near that midfield and will mm. most likely be on one of the more astronomical wages within the squad. Um, yeah, I mean, it's done. It's done. He's done. White's done. Just... I, the, the only thing is, we're talking about these departures like there's going to be clubs interested. Well, that's a big thing because, as you just said, Demure's going to be one of the higher earners. Who's going to come in and pay those wages? I can't, I can't think of... I can't think of... Nobody in Scotland will. Mm. It, it's, it's going to have to be somewhere down south. Maybe, maybe Barrow will come in with all their billions. <laughs> I think, like... I think the most viable option is a French team. Yeah, I could see that. Because I think he'd take a cut to go home. 
could see that. What about? I mean, who's gone down to like a league two? There must be a league two team. Interesting. Um, I don't actually know. I, I can't remember who got relegated. Oh, because they were also included in like controversy, like us. Yeah, they were. They were. That's oh, terrible. I'll find out. I'll find out. Um. Yeah. No. I. Th- I don't. I don't think. Toulouse and Deloitte. Amiens. I don't know how. I never know how to say that. It's either Amiens or Amiens or and Amiens. Ami. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just go with that. And Toulouse as well. Yeah, Toulouse are a big club, so I don't think I don't think they'll touch him. But why would Amiens not? <laughs> I thought you were going to go. Toulouse are a big club, so they might go for it. But no, Toulouse are a big club, so therefore they won't come in. No, they're not mugs like we are. <laughs> I can't, I can't see him going to Toulouse. He might go to Hamilton, but I don't know. Um, I don't even know why we're tightening off these moves as though it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't. It, 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 honestly, honestly, God, there is nothing singled out in my mind that he will sit out the duration of his contract. He seems like that guy. He's going to be another Mallory Martin and Jewel. Would you be willing Shadawa? to give him a chance in this? Oh. Oh, please don't. And Connor Salmon. Oh, oh let's move on. Let's move on to more positive things. Do you have any free agents in mind that you would take on? Because, as you alluded to earlier, centre-back is a position that we need, probably strengthening. And also, some people have also made the point that striker is a potential position that we still need. Adam has apparently done some research into some free agents. What have you got for me? I really haven't. I really okay. haven't. A, a, a browse of transfer market. Is that's not research. research. That's um, research. In a podcast sense, that's research. I mean, I had, I had a look in the centre-back pool, and I swear there's genuinely nothing. Maybe <laughs> maybe Big Simunovic that left Celtic. Oh, see, I thought... I thought oh, right, peeling what? back the curtain here. Adam, early in the day just under an hour after we started recording, sent a message going, I've had a look at some names. Holy fuck. And I took that to be as, there's some real hidden gems there. Not, <laughs> oh, there's fuck all. No, genuinely, mate, there's nothing. I had to look at Big Simunovic. There was a boy that played for Hamburg, Papadopoulos, the, the Greek centre-half. Oh. He's not going to come at us. He's no, not he's not. Us. I know who he is, though. Yeah, but... Honest to God, there's genuinely no real outstanding centre-back. Um, striker, I mean, take your pick. I can't wait for us to announce the sign of Anthony Stokes. Oh, the man who didn't think he was signing for a plastic pitch. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, I'd, in all seriousness, I just can't wait till, you know, we pit Man United in the race to land Edinson Cavani. <laughs> the official, actually, let's... I know this is a Hearts podcast, but as we said, it is deadline day. Has Cavani been confirmed for Man United I yet? Know. I don't care. I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at other names. Daniel Sturridge. <laughs> I'd take Sturridge. I know he <laughs> wouldn't, but I'd take him. Uh, Alexander Pato, Mario Mandzukic. No. Oh, imagine Pato coming to Alawa with us. Oh, what a moment that would be. I've just seen Cavani has not been confirmed yet. However, Jack Wilshere has just released a statement about how raging is that his contract's been terminated. 
at West Ham. Absolutely, absolutely no wonder. He's more interested in smoking and drinking than he is for playing for West Ham. Same yes. with Arsenal. Um, but yeah, no, in all seriousness, I mean, realistic strikers, I had a look. There's obviously been talk of Goncalves. I see that being um, chucked about Hearts Twitter pretty frequently. Z Fuchs, a free agent. Just saying. Um, I had a look. The, the boy, we were linked in January with one of Stendhal's former players, that Mamadou Tiam. He's still yeah. not found a club. He's a free agent. Um, I think we were linked with Will Keane a few years back. He's free agent. Omar Bogle, that was at Wigan and Cardiff, oh, yeah. moved, moved for a decent fee um, to Cardiff, but yeah, didn't didn't nail down a first team place. Don't know whether don't know whether he'd come, or even somebody like a Nigel Hasselbank. I thought was quite an outside the box option. I think I think he'd do a job. Certainly in this league. Don't I know think, whether beyond, let's, but let's be honest. Not, none of the names you listed would come yeah. to us. And none of them are of any real sufficient quality, to be honest, mate. I think... Well, Mario Mandzukic is. Yeah, you can't go uh, Cavani, uh, oh, Mandzukic. They, nah, you're all right. They were, just, they were just some troll shouts. I mean, Andy Haldy, I thought, was a troll shout. But that was... <laughs> I mean, look how that Listen, we oh. have clout here, right? Did they be shouting about Cavani and Mandzukic because they'll bankrupt the club trying to get them because they went, Daniel and Adam said it. Where's Mad Vlad when you need them? <laughs> so that has been, apologies for that, that's been 50 minutes on the transfer window. However, it's been going for like five months. So we thought we'd dedicate a lot of time to it. So we will now move on to, I was actually about to say, the second Partick Thistle friendly, but it's not. It's the it's the first half of the Partick Thistle friendly because, <laughs> right? Listen, listen, listen. Me and Adam are merely podcasters, right? We have friends of the show, Laurie Dunsire and Mark Donaldson. They are both commentators. We totally appreciate that commentary in any walk of life is hard, especially in football. You have to try and explain. A 22-man game going at 100 miles an hour. Well, a hearts party thistle friendly isn't going at 100 miles an hour. But you get my point. You have to try and explain a game all the time and be on it. It's a very hard job. However, Adam, I can hear you laughing. <laughs> but how, for those who maybe missed the game because they were working, I was, I'm lucky enough to be working from home just now, so I had the game on my second screen and was able to watch it. For those who missed it, could you give a summation of what the commentary team at Party Thistle were like? Who were kind enough to allow Hearts fans to watch the game for free, the first half, but they were kind enough to do that. What was your overall thoughts? I thought the stream was a great laugh, to be honest. I mean, it was... That's it was just... never a positive, though. <laughs> It was just the entertainment I was looking for having finished work. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I finished work, what, midday? I did a, a 4 a.m. till 12, came home, thought, brilliant, the Hearts friendly is obviously on in the afternoon, that's great. Did my who scored previews, whatever, got them out of the way, and then sat down to watch the game. And the, honestly, I've never been so underwhelmed in all my puff. Like, not, not just with the performance, in the first half, but as you say, I felt it necessary to message you regarding the commentators. The fact that their errors were highlights pretty much tells the tale. Right, seriously, listen, I know I did my tweet 
and my tweet got a bit of traction. But how can you compare a six foot three Romanian man with one number on his shirt playing in one position with a five foot eleven Northern Irish greying dad in another position every single time they touched the ball? Honestly, I, I was cringing watching it. It was it was embarrassing. Um but I mean Shea Gordon in goals for us. <laughs> and uh, Elliot what was it? No, Ollie Lee and uh, Jordan Roberts. That was that was yeah. uh, another another faux pas. Um I mean and and the stream crashing. What is that about? <laughs> I didn't think we were going in. Genuinely, it was just disaster after disaster. It would be it would be the most hypocritical thing for us to slate the performance, but the first half was pretty poor in all honesty. Oh, it was and rubbish. Shock. It was so and, bad. And shock, that's the only action that we actually see. <laughs> we have to wait. We have to wait for the Twitter admin to post the goals. And I mean, right, really. let's focus on the positiveness, because what two goals they were. Hearts obviously ran out 2-0 yeah. winners, much like they did in the previous game, just under a week before. Obviously, it wasn't as convincing as that first week. However, Jamie Walker gets the first one. Really nice finish. However, the man who... We would just like to make a public service announcement now. Adam is frantically studying copyright law because... Listen, I'm not taking any credit for it because I didn't come up with it, but it's on the podcast and on the Twitter account and I'm half of this show. So therefore, I can claim some form of substance on it. Probably about 10% of it. But Adam Kennedy can hold 90% of the copyright to Portobello Pirlo. And what was his goal like? Oh, honestly, where to even begin with that young man? I mean, what a player. Um, his goal, just superb. I mean, I, I always knew that he had an eye for a pass. But that finish, oh, stop it. I mean, it was ridiculous. Um it's for me, it's not even the finish. It's the fact that he keeps the ball from one end oh. of the pitch to the other. The footwork coupled with the finish is, oh, I mean, it's outstanding. Um, you'd obviously touched on the Hearts Twitter admin with the, the Portobello Pila propaganda. Uh, you've also got the 2.1. I saw them, them <laughs> popping on the, the bandwagon. Barry Anderson's been quoting it here, there, and everywhere. You're getting a bit aggressive. You're getting a bit aggressive. No, no, I'm just saying, I think you're right. It's funny because my mum has absolutely no interest in football, but even she suggested that I should have trademarked the Portobello Pirlo. But, yeah, I mean, you you were spouting all that, but it wasn't to your amusement on Twitter because everybody saw your tweet. Would Would you care to explain that? No. You no, can read on. it. You can read it if you want. Right, okay. So, oh, I've just seen some breaking news from the club, actually. This is a wee exclusive. This very... Oh, my God. Anthony McDonald has left Hearts to join Spanish... Oh, I've just seen that. Oh! Jeez, oh, what's this? Anthony McDonald has left Hearts to join Spanish side Cordoba CF. The 19-year-old makes the permanent switch to the Segunda Division B side, signing a two-year wow. deal. The club wishes Anthony well in the next chapter of his career. Well, that's derailed the discussion. It certainly has. And I was just about to sing Anthony McDonald's praises. Because he, <laughs> honestly, 
no, I was genuinely. I I messaged him on the Perth to Paisley account, um, and I said, "Hi, Tony. Any chance of that that signed Irving shirt that Aaron Fraser put? You know, he he'd replied to um one of my tweets saying could surely sort out our our good friend Perth Paisley with a signed Irving shirt once lockdown's over." And I sent it on to Tony McDonald, and he come back to me saying, "Hi, mate. I've sent it over to him. I'll see what I can do." And now he's now he's away. That's why it's to get away well, for you. That's, that's, <laughs> so that's, that's that down the tubes, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that's that's this really is, coming nowhere. This is heartbreaking revelations live on I, here. <laughs> I, I can't even remember what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well then, well, see, this is why we recorded now because we wanted moments like this. Now, I just want to say publicly, I got a lot of abuse last week on Anthony McDonald. People took my quotes out of context when I said that I thought Connor Smith was a better player. I still stand by that, and I do believe that. But people seem to think I then thought Anthony McDonald was rubbish. That was not my point. I thought Anthony McDonald was a player. However, I am fully okay with this move. Why is that? Because I don't think he would get the opportunity he would get in the team. And his career deserves development. And I think he's got to have a good future. And he wouldn't get it at us. I'm, a, I'm actually quite gutted, to be honest. It's this, just is like, a, this is emotional. This is, this is the biggest thing that's ever happened on this podcast. He's just uh, liked my tweet and replied to him. But yeah, uh, uh, can I read the statement? That of course he's just, you can. He's just come out and said... We'd like to say a massive thank you to everyone at Hearts for the last six years. From the staff, players and supporters, I've had some memories that I will never forget and met some friends for life. We'd like to wish everyone involved with the club good luck this season and hopefully get back where you belong this year. What a nice little man. Little man, that's kind of it. Now I remember, I'd hopped onto Twitter about your tweet regarding ah. the Pirlo. <laughs> so, at MacIver the Mark tweeted on uh, when was it Friday? Friday the second, is that yeah, right? Yeah, Friday the second at three thirty one. Quote tweeted Hart and Midlothian saying, "Touch class from the Porty Pirlo. He shows quick feet at the edge of the box to create space for himself before curling his left foot eighteen yard effort high into the top corner." And Mister MacIver thought it necessary to tweet <laughs> quote tweet saying, "Oh, admin, don't encourage him." <clears throat> Well, don't encourage him, I presume, meaning me, <laughs> the Portobello Pirlo creator. Basically, what I meant by that is, oh, for God's sake, it's becoming a thing and you're now never going to shut up about how you've influenced no, no. me. Honest to God, it's, it's left-footed centre midfielders called Andy. This is this is what this, a this, fucking niche. Jesus Christ. Genuinely. I mean Andy Irving is just one of the greatest humans to ever exist. <laughs> and fucking Andy, hell. And Andy Halliday is <laughs> I was gonna say our second best summer signing. How <laughs> patronizing. But what what a pickup. No, I'm buzzing. Oh right, well this is now created. We're going to speak about Naismith and Halliday's comments in the media. We're probably not going to have time for this because we're an hour in and we've still got to do a preview. However, an interesting thing that I've just realised just now, does this mean a signing could come in because ones went out? 
Perhaps, perhaps. I, I, honest to God, that's really dropped out of nowhere. I'm so shocked at that. It is. Edinburgh Live summarised it with a product of the club's youth academy, McDonald. How many games do you think he played for us? He made his debut against Dundee in December 2017. I was there. He was 16. I was there with my old man as well. And yeah. did he not get the assist for the second? He did. Yeah. How many appearances? 25? Oh, he's got it in one. Was it? Mm-hmm. Is it 25? Yep. Oh. All right. So he scored once for the club. Uh, he had previously enjoyed loan spells with Inverness and Dunfermline, but couldn't nail it. Neil down a place as a regular starter. Oh, and then in my life, I've just said, Robbie Nielsen admitted he needed to move players on before bringing any more in. But in life, understands McDonald's departure doesn't necessarily mean an arrival is imminent. I'm just trying to think, was that goal, was that Cowdenbeath away? I want to say yes, but I can't remember. I think that was, yeah. I thought he was the best player in the park, actually, that day. Yeah. He was really yeah, good. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really surprised at that. Really surprised. All the best to, to Tony in his future endeavours. Absolutely. I think I hope he goes absolutely smashes it because I think he's got a very, very bright future ahead of him. So we go from that bombshell, which was completely unexpected, to the fact that after 209 days, I think it is, Heart of Midlothian, tonight, as this comes out, are going to be making their first appearance in competitive football. First of all, how excited are you? Absolutely buzzing. Cannot wait. Cannot wait at all. I think you you briefly picked up on Andy Halliday and Stephen Naismith's um, chat on Sports Sound, and it just it just seems like you know there's harmony in the squad. And I, I honest to God, I beg we lay a marker down. Um, I should say tonight, if you're listening to this on the Tuesday. Um, really looking forward to it. Cannot wait. The only thing that can make it better is obviously a load of jambos being there. Absolutely. It is gutting that we won't be there. However, we do play in the first game in the Betfred Cup from Premier Sports against Inverness. Uh, between now and us recording another podcast, we will also be playing at the weekend. Um, how, how do you think this game is going to go? First of all, do you think it's going to be like friendlies in terms of the tempo and the kind of style of play? Obviously, you'd hope so. Or do you think it will just, do you think we'll notice that change of gear and we could just start this? Do you think this will be the start of the campaign positively, which I think we could get off to, to a traditional heart of Midlothian slow start? I think we need to get off to a quick start. And mm. I wouldn't be surprised to see a full-strength team for Inverness because ultimately they pose one of the biggest threats, firstly, to the League Cup group and secondly, to the Championship. Um, So I think there's no real margin for error and I think we've got to, for the season's sake anyway, get off to a good start, a commanding performance, a decent result, few goals. And yeah, I'd like to see us just go, you know, full tilt first of all absolutely um obviously we're coming up against robo which will be it's i quite like that that our first game back is against robo he's involved in it um so what is your score prediction first of all i'll ask you that what's your score prediction well 
you touched on Laurie and Mark earlier, and I was listening to Scarves Around the Funnel, and funnily enough, I had 2-0 in my head, and the boys both said 2-0. Um, I'm going to say that... Well, I'll go more optimistic. I'll say, I'll say three. I'm going to go for a repeat of the Scottish Cup semi-final. But then the last time we played them in the League Cup at Tiny, we smashed them 5-0. So... Oh, I mean, did. I forgot about that. Yeah, we've got a decent recent record against Inverness. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to say it's a, it'll be... <sighs> These are always risky, though, isn't it? <sighs> We're going to beat 5-0. Yeah, we, we've not seen the team. We have no idea who's playing. Well, we have a rough idea. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go for an optimistic... 3-0 victory for the JITs. What about you? Um, I also listened to Scarcer in the funnel. I also heard them say 2-0, and I was also going to be saying 2-0. And I'm going to stick with that um, purely just because we're not with two of our best players because obviously Liam Boyce and Michael Smith will be missing for these first batch of fixtures as they are away on international duty with Northern Ireland. So we're missing two very key players, especially one who is getting a lot of goals. It's a big time for Craig Whiten. Um, however, there's also the aspect of Halliday apparently maybe featuring for a half, airing maybe featuring. Still trying to get up to fitness. Popescu's only second game. You imagine he'll start as well. But still feel that we should be comfortable winners. Uh, so I'm going to go with 2-1 without really any scares. But as I did just allude to, this is a very important week for Craig Whiten now, isn't it? <laughs> It certainly is, yeah. Um, obviously, with Michael Smith and Liam Boyce out, like you say, do you know what? I I think because I'll be interested, I think we should go through our kind of predicted teams. Mm-hmm. Do you think White will start? I do. I do believe so. I'd be very interested to hear your team then because I get the impression that Stephen Naismith might also be pushing for that spot. Well, if we we will just go into teams. So I will give my team as I've had some time to think about it over today. So I think it's going to be Craig Gordon in goals, Jamie Brandon at right back, Ben Garucci at left back, Pabescu and Halkett as the two midfielders. I think it's going to be Lee and uh, we'll go with them. We'll go with the Portobello Pelo with Andy Irvin. And then I think we're just going to have... Oh, because again, this is where it's hard when it's like you think about the rotation. But I think all three will make an appearance of the three wingers. But I think we'll start with Roberts and Freer, Walker through the middle, and White up front. Interesting. Interesting. Who have you got? Uh, I've got Gordon and Goal, back four of Brandon, Halkip, Pescu, and Garuccio, same as you. I was tempted to start Andy Irving, but uh, Andy Halliday, but I thought that he looked off the pace for the Thistle friendly, so I'd imagine it'll be Lee and Irving. A quick which... note, Nielsen did say in his presser this morning um, that Halliday in either this game on Tuesday, tomorrow night, or tonight, sorry, will be getting 45 minutes, or if he doesn't tonight, he will definitely be on Saturday. Yeah, so I, uh, I, I would imagine it'd be Lee and Irving. Mm-hmm. And he, he'll make a cameo. I wouldn't be surprised to see him and Peter Haring both make a cameo, to be honest. I've got that exact trio of Freer, uh, Walker and Roberts. But I get the impression that Stephen Naismith might start up front. I, th- I definitely think he could. Um, do you think he'd last the full 90? Well, this is this is another point because 
then we've got Craig Whiten to bring off the bench if if needed. Yeah. Or alternatively, you've touched on the wingers all making an impact. Say we say we go two three nil up. Would that be a good time to experiment with Roberts up front and bring Janelli on? Or yeah, that could be a really good shout actually. So, I, yeah, I mean, I think I I would be very surprised if he didn't name the strongest available team to him, just because, like I touched on, they're they're the only real challengers or should be in the group, and we want to you know we want to gain some confidence from a perceived promotion rival here. So fingers crossed that that's the case. Definitely. So, I I know that was a very long podcast. Apologies about that. And I know a lot of it was transfer-based, but we thought it was very important to it. And then we did just have the bombshell of Andy McDonald leaving mid-podcast. Uh, of course, we may miss stuff, because we're now about to finish recording. As we finish this recording, it's just gone 9pm. There is still a few hours left of the transfer window. As we said, we don't really imagine there'll be much more movement, but... I, nobody expected that McDonald to be leaving so we don't know what's going to happen so if this podcast immediately becomes out of date we're incredibly sorry about that and we will speak about it next week however Adam thank you for joining me where can people get you on Twitter pleasure mate it's at Adam T Kendall and yourself I am at McIver the Mark we combined are at Perth to Paisley if you want to get in contact with the show you can either go through that avenue or Facebook Perth to Paisley or email us, perthpaisley at gmail.com. Leave us a review on your platform of choice. Massively helps. We'll be back next week with reviews of the game tonight, as you listen, Inverness, also the weekend game, and any other news. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.